Welcome to the weekly podcast for City Chapel at Slaughter Creek, the world's okayest church, right here in Austin. Get to know us better at citychapelchurch.com. We're so glad that you joined us today and hope you enjoy the message. Let's jump into our message today. Uh, we're in the book of Matthew. Uh, we've got a couple of stories I'm going to read to you guys. Um, and our first one is from Matthew uh, chapter 8, verse 23 through uh, 26. So prior to this happening, uh, Jesus just preached his uh, famous sermon on the mount. And so uh, it goes like this. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so, so that the waves swept over the, the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went... And woke him up saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm. All right, moving on to our next story. Again, in Matthew, this time in chapter 14, uh, verse 22 through 31. It is long, but we'll get through it. But (laughs) All right, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat. And go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. So before this, Jesus just did that miraculous uh, feeding of the 5,000. After uh, he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already considerably distant from land. But but fitted, I can't say that word, by the waves uh, because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sing, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? So a lot of interesting things about the two stories, um, a lot of similarities. But before we go into that, uh, I do want to talk to you guys about fear. I know Pastor Harry's been talking about superstitions and how that is driven by fear. So today, I want to just encourage you guys, and hopefully, uh, this will help you find freedom in your fears. Uh, And speaking of fear, uh, can we have our uh, description? This is from um, dictionary.com. It defines fear as a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc., whether the threat is real or imagined. So fear is real or imagined. So one of the fears I have is a fear of height. Anybody else here in the room afraid of heights? We got a handful of people today. Uh, So yeah, I'm afraid of heights. I don't know what it is. It's something about standing really high and looking over. My knee starts to shake. My body starts to shake. I I feel sick. And so I have to just step back. I can't can't handle it. My body can't handle it. And so I don't know what it is. I know you guys that, that, that suffer from fear know what I'm talking about. Now, the other day, uh, I wanted to hang the uh, big flat screen TV in the toddler nursery room, but there was a couple parts that was missing. I was missing some, some brackets, 
And so Pastor Harry said, hey, we got a couple up in the, in the attic. Our attic is this uh, space up here above the, the uh, hallway. And he said, just go up there, and there's a couple of things that you can get up there. And I'm thinking, great. That's the guy that's afraid of heights to go up there. <laughs> so I didn't say anything, grabbed the eight-foot ladder, opened it up, and I stood it right against the, the wall there. Got up there, got as high as I could on the ladder with the flashlight, and I was hoping that it's just going to be within reach, and I can just grab it and be done with it, right? So I don't have to climb up on the, on the uh, attic. But no, I couldn't find it. It was dark. I had a flashlight. It's like, man, I'm going to have to really get up there. So I started thinking, and I imagined that I was going to get stuck or fall down the stairs. So I immediately said, there's no way. I'm going to come down. So I climbed down. But then this other fear came about, and that's the fear of embarrassment, <laughs> to ask Peter or Pastor Harry to help me get that bracket up there. So I was like, man, I can't do that. I'm a grown man. I can do this right. I can, I can manage my fear. So I go back up there again, started looking with the flashlight, still can't see it. And again, I imagined that was going to hurt myself. So I got back down. Didn't conquer my fear of height, but I did conquer my fear of embarrassment. I asked Peter, hey, can you go up there and get those brackets for me? And he was like, yeah, sure. I'll go up there. And he climbs up there. It doesn't take him very long. He's like a monkey, comes down, and we're done. So all this stuff that you, you see in the church, the lights, painting, the ceiling, all that stuff, the only way I helped with that was to hold a ladder. I, I hold a ladder underneath. For you guys, I'll pray, I'll hold it still, but climbing up there, it's not going to happen. Pastor Harry will climb this wall. You guys want to see something amazing come during the middle of the week, and you'll see Pastor Harry just hanging like Spider-Man on one of these, adjusting this light. So these things just didn't happen. So Pastor Harry, Peter, they did all that stuff. But, yeah, I can't handle fear. So it's, it's crazy. So um, speaking of fear, I did bring some uh, objects today to help me illustrate what we're going to talk about and kids love uh, illustrations i brought this vase and also brought some ping pong balls so for a minute i want you guys to imagine that this empty vessel is our heart and as you can see it's empty right now and then i want you to imagine that the ping pong balls represents fear that we have and I'm going to throw that into our vessel, which is our heart, as I mentioned some different fears that we uh, uh, suffer from. I did ask the kids last week, what are some of the fears that you guys um, suffer from? And there were, some of them are really cute, and I want to share them with you, and let's see if you guys can figure out which one of your kids said some of these things, okay? So the first one was ladybugs. Someone was afraid of ladybugs, and they're so cute. I don't know why you can be afraid of a ladybug. I said earlier today that it's kind of hard to tell if it's a male or a female. Maybe that's why they're scary. So he's, oh, he can give you a rash. All right, very good. So we'll put one of those in there. Spiders, anybody afraid of spiders? I know Christian is, my oldest son here. You know, he cries like a little girl when he sees a spider. But he's still very brave. <laughs> uh, bugs, any kinds of bugs, like crickets and things like that. My daughter, Hannah, I asked her if I can share this. She used to be so scared of crickets. 
that it would keep her from doing things. We were at uh, Walmart one day, and we stepped out, and we saw all these crickets everywhere. Some were walked, jumping still. Some were crushed by the cars that uh, drove by. But she couldn't even walk to the car. I had to cover her face with my shirt <laughs> just so that she can, she can go home. She was crying. She was so scared. Uh, mosquitoes. Someone told me about mosquitoes, and the way she told me, she was like, mosquitoes. They can kill you. Bats. I'm kind of scared, scared about bats. Jellyfish. Ocean animals. Uh, deep water. Yeah, I'm not a very good swimmer, so yeah, I would be afraid of deep water. The ocean. Heights. So I'm not alone. Uh, some adults and kids. Yeah, we're all afraid of heights. Scary movies. All right, so quick tip about scary movies. If you're scared of scary movies, do not watch scary movies. <laughs> Plain and simple. It's easy. It's easy. I won't even charge you for that one. Because Mr. Eddie is also scared of scary movies, and you don't see me watching scary movies. Um, what else? Clowns. And then some serious ones. Uh, the Unknown. One of the kids says, I'm afraid of the unknown. I'm afraid of dying. And then I'm afraid of the devil. Now, what about adult fears? What are some fears that we have? And there's a few things I, I wrote down here. Uh, fear of losing a job. Fear of getting old. Fear of losing your home. Uh, fear of losing someone, whether by death or separation. Uh, fear of rejection. Fear of talking in front of everybody like today. Uh, disappointing God. So we're going to go ahead and just pour all of this in here. And you guys can just add what other fear you might have that I did not mention. So as we look at this today, this is a great illustration of what it means to be fearful. You are walking around with all this fear inside your heart. And fear is so debilitating. It can control your life. It can change your life. I've seen it uh, hands-on how it could change someone that was so strong and self-reliant to someone that I didn't even recognize. So it's very controlling, uh, very real. And our disciples in our stories today face fear. They face fear of drowning and dying. And, and so... I think it was really interesting when I was start studying for this lesson that God uh, told me to talk about these two stories. The stories of how Jesus calmed the storm and how Jesus walked on water. Being in kids' church, we use these stories as by itself to teach a lesson, but I never um, saw how similar they were. And as, as, as I was reading, maybe you noticed it, in both stories there was a boat that was involved. They, were, they found themselves in the same sea, the Sea of Galilee. Uh, there was this storm that came about in both stories. Uh, they were fearful of drowning and dying. And then Jesus was there to help them. And Jesus made this uh, statement. He said, you have little faith. Um, I think that Jesus was trying to teach the disciples something that they missed in that first story. They missed a lesson there so he gave them again the opportunity to learn that and I don't know if you've ever been in that situation before where it felt like a deja vu you feel like 
why is this happening to me again? Why am I facing the same fear again? Because it happened to me. And I want to share it with you guys real quickly. Uh, when my oldest, tallest son, Matthew, was born, we became a family of five. We were trying to start our own nationality. So uh, we started with three, but then we decided <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're going to stay with five. But our apartment complex said that, okay, you, your family is growing. You can't stay in this two-bedroom apartment. You're going to have to move to a bigger apartment. So Priscilla and I decided, okay, well, we have to move. Why not, why not try and get a house? So we looked all over San Marcos and couldn't find a house. We couldn't get approved. So we were about to give up, and we met this lady, and she said, well, if you want to move to Kyle, I'm sure I can find something for you. So she and I said, okay, we'll go over there. We'll meet her. And so we met her in this subdivision, and, and the house stood, uh, sat on a hill. And so when we were driving up, I see her parked in front of this two-story house. And I'm thinking, that can't be the house because I know how much I make. I know how much Priscilla makes, and this is how much we can afford. And she's showing us this two-bedroom apartment. I was like, there's got to be a mistake. So we get out of the car and she says, oh, yeah, this is the house. Come on in, look. And I'm looking at Priscilla. I was like, are we going to go in because this is not the house? So anyway, we go in, and Priscilla's eyes got big. You know, we're moving from a two-bedroom apartment, and this house is two stories, four-bedroom, two-and-a-half baths, more space than we could imagine. And then she looks outside in the yard, and it's a big yard, and she's like, this is our home. It's like, nope, it's not. We can't afford it. <laughs> And so we go home, and we talk about it, and I said, babe, I know what's going on. Being the guy, you know finances, right? And Priscilla's like, but yeah, but I believe that, you know, we can be there. And so I said, okay, why don't we pray about it? And if God really wants us to be in this house, he'll make a way. Because we have to be approved for the house, for one, and then the money thing to be able to afford it. So anyway, we prayed about it. We prayed with the kids, and sure enough, God said, hey, I want you to have this house. So we moved into the house. But the whole time we were living there, I had this fear in my head that we were something was going to happen and we were going to lose the house so six years went by nothing happened but on the sixth year uh, our finances went and so we fell behind and behind and behind and before you know it, we got this letter from the linen that they're saying we we want you to get caught up and the amount was ridiculous there was no way we can come up with this huge amount in 30 days so so we prayed and we asked god help us and we were new believers we were going to promised land for the first time so we were still learning about faith but i found myself making a deal with god i said god if you would just help me and priscilla and the kids stay in the house then i would share what you did uh, for us in front of our church and that's a hard thing for me because my other fear is public speaking it's it's hard for me to speak in front of you guys i stumble like i said in the beginning something about love i don't know but I, I messed it up, right? So, so when God helped us, uh, so God helped us, right? He made a way. Long story short, we were able to stay in the house. So I, I reached out to Pastor Rob and say, hey, Pastor Robin, this is what happened. I'd like to share it with the, the congregation if you'd like. And he was like, oh, yeah, sure, come on down. But the thing is, they had three services. So I had to go up there three times and share our testimony. The original plan was Priscilla and I were supposed to share that. But when the day came, she stayed outside. <laughs> I went up there three times by myself. She, she, was, she was doing a ministry, I think, with the homeless or something like that. But she was actually working. She wasn't hiding. She just didn't want to go up there. 
But so, yeah, um, God helped us with that. So long story short, God helped us with that, and we were fine. But then a few years later, that same fear came back again, just like our, our two stories today. They, they were uh, in the boat, in the water. Um, they were afraid. And then Jesus shows them back in that same situation. We fell back in that same situation again. We fell behind again. So I find myself asking God, God, what, what's going on? We've been here before. We, you took care of that. Why we, you know, what am I missing? And God told me that it was because my belief was in here. It was in my head. Just like the disciples, you know, they walked with Jesus. They slept uh, with him. They, they did all kinds of things. He was in the boat, but yet even though they knew all that stuff in their head, they still faced their fear. It wasn't in their heart. So God was telling me, you can know about God, but true faith resides in here in your heart. And I think with Peter, when he faced drowning, when he stepped out in the boat, I think he was almost there. He, he was looking at Jesus and focusing on him, and he was able to do those things. But then when he turned around, saw the waves rumbling, he took his eyes off of Jesus and he sank. And that's what God was telling me. You're making all these deals thinking that I can do that, but you don't have to do it. You just have to trust that I, I will help you. Because I am faithful. I am trustworthy. Um, so it's a mind over your heart. Uh, I want to encourage you guys today um, to find freedom in fear. And there's three uh, key words that, that I want to uh, share with you guys. They all start with the letter F. So it will be really easy to remember. Uh, the fir first one is face. Everybody say face. face. Right, right there. Face your fear. Don't run away from it. Figure out what it is. In our second story, Jesus was walking in the water, and the disciples were like, what is that? It's a ghost. They didn't even know it was Jesus. So face your fear, figure out what it is, and don't run away from it, okay? With me, Pastor Harry, Pastor Harry and Ruina asked me in our, living, uh, in our dining room uh, table one day during meetings. They were like, hey, we were thinking that maybe you could do uh, Kids Sunday, be fun. You can share what we're doing in kids ministry. And then on top of that, maybe you can share a, a message. I was thinking, great. You're asking the guy that's afraid to be in front of people. There are so many times, Pastor Harry, that I, I just wanted to say, I, I can't do it. There's no way. You're going to have to do it. Priscilla might have to do it. <laughs> it's just like, no, 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 no. But I faced my fear and just trusted that God was going to do something at the end of that. I was just being obedient. Okay. The second one is find. Find. I have to, I have to pronounce that correctly because Priscilla says I don't enunciate enough. F-I-N-D. I'm Asian, so I, I'll mispronounce things. I'll say both when I'm supposed to say both. She when I'm supposed to say he. So anyway, Find. Find what God has to say about your fear. There's a truth behind your fear. Because the enemy uses fear to draw us from the truth. So if there's a fear that God is, I mean, uh, the devil is telling you, he's lying about it. You need to find out, okay? Jesus told me, and, and Pastor Harry mentioned this the other day, that the, the devil, the enemy doesn't know about our future. He just knows about your past and your current situation, your present situation. And he can use that against you but he can't say anything about your future only god can say that 
So if God is saying, you're going to lose your job tomorrow, you're going to have an accident tomorrow, you're going to lose your house tomorrow, he doesn't know. Only God knows that. So who are we going to listen to, right? Um, so find, find truth in the Bible about your fear. And we want to share just a few uh, scriptures with you guys. Uh, Jeremiah 29 11. Okay, if you have a fear of losing your job, Jeremiah 29 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. Psalm 37, 25. If you have a fear of growing old. That was one of my fears. I, I was sharing earlier that I was talking to Brother uh, Robert about it. I'm 49 years old. These knees are not the same anymore. I'm getting white hair and the reality of me getting old ha happened. And so I was fearful of being old. But Psalm 37, 25 says, I was young and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. Yeah, amen. amen. Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6. This is for you guys who have fear of not having control of your situation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths right, straight. Okay, last one. And there's so many. This is just a handful of things. Uh, the Bible is filled with God's truth, so I encourage you guys to find the truth about your fear. Okay, fear of not being able to provide. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So face, find, and fate. The last one is faith. Everybody say faith. So put your faith in God and trust that he's going to do something about it. In our two stories today, Jesus showed up, right? In our first story, when he was sleeping and everybody was furious, wake up, Jesus. What's going on? We're about to die. Why are you sleeping? You know, Jesus could have slept through that. Because he knew about the future. He knew that the storm was temporary and they were going to end up on the other side because he had other work to do. But the, the disciples didn't know that. But he got up anyway. He helped them. And he rebuked the very thing that caused them to fear. And then with, when Peter, when Peter walked out on the water and then he focused on the wind and he fell in the water, Jesus didn't say, well... I told you to trust me, but here you are in the water, so I'll see you later. Maybe I'll tell this story again a third time. No, he reached out and he grabbed Peter and he helped him. So trust in God. Uh, in our story today, too, uh, a strong similarity is the statement that, uh, that Jesus said in both stories to the disciples. He said, you have little faith. And when studying this, uh, it was really interesting. Everybody was focusing on the reason why you failed was because you had little faith. But God was telling me it's because they had little faith that they could do so much. He was encouraging them. He, he wasn't rebuking them, saying, man, it's because you had little faith. He was saying, it's because you have little faith that you can conquer that. Um, And this is what God's going to do with your, your little faith. I brought some water today. Little faith can do so much. The water represents our faith, represents truths about God. 
And if you would just stick to the little faith that you have, God can do so much with that. He can take the little faith that you have and shift your fear in your heart. You see that move just slightly? But man, when you keep focusing on God's truth, this is what he's going to do. If you will just trust in him, in your heart, and you feel your heart completely in his truth, he's going to remove your fear. They're almost there. Isn't that amazing? That's what he's going to do. If you put faith inside your heart instead of the lies, this is what he's going to do. He's going to get rid of your fear. He's going to help you with your fear. Pastor Hare mentioned the other day that fear and faith uh, is a two-sided coin. So fear is never going to replace or be replaced. It's never going to go away. It's always going to be on the surface. And the enemy can come back and say, that stuff that God did for you, that was just a coincidence. It wasn't real. But because you had little faith, this is what's going to happen. Your fear may come in, but then it's not going to stay. It's going to stay in the surface. So I want to encourage you guys with this statement. And if I can have Pastor Harry come up here, we're wrapping things up. It's because of your little faith that God can help you with your fear. So I hope that encouraged you guys today. Uh, thank you for having us up here. Thank you, Eddie. Yeah, that's awesome. This is, this is applicable for, for you kids because it lets you know that um, it's okay to have some fear. You can have fear on you as long as you don't have fear in you. you it's okay to be afraid of mosquitoes sometimes yeah, or heights. Uh, there's, there's some fear that's helpful. Um, and there's some fear you're just never going to get rid of. It's always going to be on the surface. The key is to have faith in your heart so that even with the fear, you can still be filled with faith to do what God's calling you to do. So I've had several stories of this. I mean, speaking in public is one of them. I've been doing that for 26 years now um, with, with fear on the surface. Um, but the more I respond in faith to God, the less fearful I have become of speaking in public. Um, I remember when we first started City Chapel, we started this church. You've got to do a lot of scary things when you're the pastor of a church that's starting. Uh, you don't get to push that off on anybody else. You, don't, you can't send Eddie up there because it's just you. So, uh, <laughs> but that's the great thing now. I can send Eddie up there and, uh, or, or Peter, and uh, that, that works. But when you first start off, man, it's, it's all you. And I remember when we had first started um, the church, we bought a, uh, an, uh, an RV, a 27-foot um, uh, FEMA trailer that uh, one of our young guys was going to live in. He later chickened out from living in it, but whatever. I'm not, I'm not bitter. Um, we, we bought it. We, we bought it as a church um, when we went to pick it up, right? And I've never driven, I've never, I, I mean, look at me. I'm not a farm guy. I'm not a truck guy. I'm, 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 a, I'm a Prius kind of guy, you know? I'm, a, I'm not a truck guy. I don't know much about trucks, but I've had to learn a lot because, well, you're the one doing it. And so I had this big old, old truck that we had got um, for pretty cheap, and we drove to where the, the trailer was, and we researched how much weight our truck could take and all that kind of thing, made sure the hitch was right. 
you know, locked it on there. And and there's a young guy with me, and uh, and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, okay, so now we're gonna go this route. And he's like, you're gonna go on the freeway with that thing, and and he was kind of freaking out. And I said, well, yeah, like this is where cars go, they drive on the freeway, and and, uh, and so I'm just telling him about how we're gonna do this. He's like, man, you you're not afraid of anything, are you? And I said, no, nah, I'm afraid of a lot of things. What are you talking about? Like, like I, I have fear on me. I just don't have fear in me. Uh, I've learned that you need to do some research. Okay, don't be stupid. <laughs> do sorry, kids. Don't be don't be crazy. Do some research. Think it through. Don't do crazy things. Don't do Micah. Where's Micah? Don't do crazy things. Uh, be smart about it. But after you're smart about it, after you're careful, then trust that God is going to see you through. God is going to take care of what all the what-ifs that you can't take care of. God is going to take care of you. God's going to be your provider. He's going to be your protector. He's going to protect you from the monsters under your bed to the monsters at your job, <laughs> parents, the monsters uh, that, that have employed you. Um, God's going to take care of you from whatever, whatever scary thing you're facing. Um, that, that I have fear. I have fear in my life, but fear doesn't control me. Fear doesn't fill me. It's just on the surface. And I keep going with what God's called me to do in spite of that fear. I keep going to school in spite of that fear. I keep studying in spite of that. I keep loving my spouse in spite of that. I keep, I keep taking care. I keep, keep going to work every day in spite of that. I got fear, but I also have faith, and that faith is stronger than my fear. It uh, pushes this fear out of my heart, and actually you lose a lot of the fear once you, once you let more faith come into your heart. Not because you tried to, but just because there's no room for it. There's no space for it anymore. It just, just doesn't apply to me. God's in my life. That, I, I used to be afraid of that, but now I, I have a defender. I have a protector. I have a God who is much bigger than all of that. And so would you just close your eyes with me for just a minute, bow your head. Even, even the kids, I'd like to pray with you. And I'd just like to open it up that if you've never, if you don't have, if, you, if you'd say, look, I don't have any faith. You've never put your faith in Jesus. Maybe you, you feel so much fear in your heart and you would like to start having a little faith. You'd start to have God pour some faith into your heart. Would you just raise your hand with me and say, that's me. I, I need faith. I have a little bit maybe, but I need more of that. That's awesome. Cool. Okay, if your hands are up, just go ahead and pray with me. Actually, let's, let's all just pray together. Say, dear God, I need you. Come into my heart and fill my heart with faith. You know, faith is a gift from God. Faith is something that God gives. Faith comes by hearing and hearing from the word of God. When you hear God's voice, that gets faith into your heart. And so just go ahead and say, God, I welcome faith into my heart. I believe that you are enough for me. And I trust in you.